Well, good morning. Welcome to church. Let me add to Alana's welcome. It's great to have you here with us. And if you're tuning in for the first time, a special welcome to you. We really hope you enjoy your time with us uh, this morning, wherever you are watching from um, and however you are connecting with us this morning. Hey, can I just remind you that um, we have access as a church to right now media. And if you haven't um, set up an account, if you haven't um, had a look through the videos, there's a whole lot of stuff, especially there's a whole lot of kids' materials, a whole lot of videos, heaps of Bible studies, video devotionals. Um, there's a whole lot of conference materials as well. So if, if you you know have seen some different conferences around the world, they might be on there. So can I encourage you there? We'll chuck a link up on the on the video screen right now and you can see that uh, and you can just go to that and you can just create an account. It doesn't cost you a thing. Uh, we've signed up as a church for it and so you have access um, as much as you want um, and you can share that link with your, with your friends if you want. Uh, you can invite people along as well. Just share that link far and wide and that's no problems at all. We've been told that by Right Now Media to get it out there and, and really it's a, an opportunity for not only the church to be encouraged but for your non-Christian friends who maybe want to hear some different material, why not send a link to them and invite them to, to watch some things as well? Uh, we've been watching um, uh, How to Neighbour, I think it's called, on um, Right Now Media for our small group, and it's been really encouraging. So there's lots of great material there for you to check out. Um, parents, I know today's maybe not as exciting as tomorrow is for, for a lot of you. School's back, woohoo, and kids is back next week. Um, SBC Kids, that is, and so it's an exciting time. And kids, I, I hope that you have a great day back at school. For those of you who are going back to school tomorrow, I hope you have a great day back um, and connect well with your friends and your teachers. We're praying for you. Hey, this morning I want to um, share a scripture from Mark chapter 9 um, and, a, and, a, and a message titled Selfishly Selfless. I'll try to say that quickly three times in a row. Selflessly, selfishly selfless. It's a, it's a tongue twister. Anyway. Uh, Mark 9, let me read a couple of verses, verses 33 to 35, says this. After they, the disciples, arrived at Capernaum and settled in a house, Jesus asked his disciples, what were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't answer, because they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve disciples over to him and said, whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. Let's pray together. God, this morning we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you that you want to speak to us this morning. God, we pray that as we hear your word, as we spend time listening to your voice, that you might really encourage our hearts, encourage our spirits. God, so that we could live for you uh, like we haven't before. So God, use this time this morning, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. One thing about having two boys is... And I don't know if it's just because of boys or if girls are the same as well, but our boys are constantly running up and down the house or playing a game, whatever they're playing, and whoever does it first, it doesn't matter who wins, they both just start yelling, I win, I win. And I think because Judah's um, only two, he doesn't really understand uh, what winning actually means. Harrison is... Um, for about to turn five, believe it or not, and he understands what winning is, and he gets really upset because he says, I win, I win, and Judah just copies everything Harry does at two. That's what you do. And so Judah walks around the house yelling, I win, I win, and then Harrison, of course, gets upset at Judah saying, Judah, you didn't win, I won. And Or he doesn't say, I won, he says, I wind. Um, 
he's got a lot to learn, that little kid. Anyway, um, nevertheless, they, they run around the house and then they, they have this race or play a game and it ends up becoming an argument about who won um, and try to teach them it's not about winning, boys, even though it really it is. No, it's not about winning. It's about having fun. It's about being a good person. It just reminds me of this story that, um, in Mark chapter 9 about the disciples. I can just imagine them walking down that road and just sort of bickering amongst themselves about, oh, I'm the greatest. I, I love Jesus more. I've, I've done more miracles. I've um, cast out more demons. I've healed more sick. Or, or whatever it is that they're trying to uh, qualify their greatness by. Um, they're bickering and, and Jesus um, instinctively knows that they've been talking about something and so he goes and he says, what, what are you talking about? And of course they're, they're, um, they're a bit embarrassed. They, they're, they're, they're thinking to themselves, well, I don't know if this is a conversation that Jesus would really approve of. I don't think this is something that we should be talking about and say um, they all just stay quiet. Just imagine just all looking at each other like, you say it. No, you say it. I'm not saying it. But eventually, um, Jesus sits down and says, this is, this, is what, this, this is where it's at, boys. Whoever wants to be the greatest must be the last. I think the truth is that in life, we all want to be winners. And maybe not in the sense that we want to win a competition or we want to be the best at something, but we all want to be great. Or maybe a different way to phrase that is we all want a great life. We all want to experience what they were, the disciples I believe were trying to experience was this sense of significance, this sense of uh, satisfaction in life that their life was good, that they enjoyed life, that they had a great life. And I think we all want this greatness. We all want this sense of happiness, of joy, of satisfaction, of contentment. We want to win at life in the right sense of the word. And ultimately, they were thinking uh, about themselves more than they were thinking about each other. And they knew instinctively that this wasn't the right thing to be doing, and so they kept quiet when Jesus asked them that question. They didn't answer. Jesus, with his time on earth and his time with the disciples, teaching and modelling to them day by day, week by week, was trying to show them, amongst uh, a myriad of other things, the importance of Servanthood, the importance of generosity, the importance of love, the importance of care for each other, the importance of thinking about one another, the importance of humility. Where the world around them and the world around us, I think even still today, um, thinks of greatness as having the most, or being at the top, or being known, or being first. This would have been true for the disciples, being on top, being the, the leader, being the, the best. That was great. And still today we find ourselves in the same sort of race where it's climbing the ladder at, at, in our jobs or um, amongst our friends or on social media, whatever it is. Jesus comes and he flips this whole paradigm upside down. He says that being great is actually the opposite of what you might instinctively think. It's about giving more. It's about serving others. It's about knowing others, not being known. about being last. And I've been thinking about this in, in this current season, this, in the sense of our own quest for, for happiness and for joy and for this sense of accomplishment in life, this sense of, of living a great life. 
despite the circumstance we find ourselves in, despite the season we find ourselves in. And, you know, I I really think a key to this um, satisfaction, to this joy, to this happiness that we all desire so deeply is a continued focus on others and not ourselves, a continued focus on serving, on giving, on caring, on loving others more than we do ourselves. We might not argue with each other who is the greatest explicitly. We might not have those backwards and back and forth like the disciples did or like my boys do, but I think we all fall into this comparison trap in some way, shape or form about who has a great life or who's doing well through TV, through media, through social media, through advertising. It's always showing us a greater life, something that we don't have that maybe we should have. And we always strive to present ourselves in a way as having a greater life, to make ourselves feel great. Only it doesn't work the way we think it ought to. It it never um, brings a sense of satisfaction the way we think it might. And we know about the importance of serving others, but yet we keep forgetting. We slip back into this idea of thinking about ourselves and forgetting to focus on others like we should. And the disciples were no different. Jesus wasn't, this wasn't the only time that Jesus talked about um, the first shall be last and the last shall be first or something along those lines, something about this idea of humility of thinking about others first. Even at the Passover, the Last Supper, where Jesus is talking about and, and about to lay his life down, to die for the disciples' sins and our sins, after he'd washed the disciples' feet, the most ironic debate of greatness comes about again. You can read this in Luke 22. You wouldn't even... I mean, it's so ironic that it's hard to believe that they would even talk about this. But it says this in Luke 22, 24 to 27. And they began to argue. This is the last supper, the middle of the, the meal. Among themselves, who would be the greatest among them? And Jesus told them, In this world the kings and great men lord it over their people, yet they are called friends of the people. But among you it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant. Who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here, for I am among you as one who serves. I am among you as one who serves. There couldn't be a more inappropriate time, I don't think, to be thinking about yourself than that last supper. But the disciples in the middle of a moment that was definitely not about them made it about them. They could only think of themselves. And in a time and a season where we might be tempted to think about ourselves, our own situation, our own needs, our own disappointments, our own frustrations, and some of them are very significant, Jesus would have us fix our attention back onto him and back onto other people. And I want to encourage us as a church, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, to lift our eyes and to see Jesus and to see each other and not make this moment about us like we're tempted to do. It's more important to serve, to give, to live generously, to love deeply than it is to think about ourselves. Acts 20, verse 35, Jesus, I mean, Paul's writing and he says, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It's more blessed to give than to receive. 
more blessed to give than to receive. I might rephrase it and say something like this. It's good for me to be good to you. It's good for me to be good to you. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Now, I was reading this week um, a number of different studies and publications and articles on this idea of the benefits of generosity, the benefits of serving others. And there's, there's numerous um, studies and, and, and articles out there around this idea, and you can, you can search and you can find these pretty easily. Um, and so far, uh, they've gone so far to, to study this idea, even thinking about being generous is good for us. Um, whether it's uh, thinking about buying something for someone or, or doing something for someone, it's all good for us. Uh, there are so many benefits, physical benefits, for this idea of selflessness, of giving time and money, energy, thought towards somebody else. Things like lower blood pressure, reduced stress, increased life expectancy, lower risk of dementia, less anxiety, reduced heart disease. And these aren't just like ideas and they might do this. These are like scientific, fair dinkum, rigididge studies that have happened that have proven these things. In a time where anxiety levels can be high, stress can be high, the science tells us what God's word has always encouraged us towards, which is living generously, living selflessly, living for others. And I want to encourage you in a time where it's very easy to find ourselves in moments of stress, of anxiety, and where we're tempted to think about our own situation more because of the stress and anxiety we face. The antidote, if you like, is thinking about others, is continued generosity, is continued selflessness, is this real sense of humility, thinking about others more than we think about ourselves. Jesus does this. Even in the middle of the Last Supper, the disciples bickering again about who is the greatest. Jesus doesn't get angry, but he shows grace. He deals with the selfishness in a selfless way. Even in the midst of their selfishness, Jesus' grace was extended. This sin that they were in the middle of committing was about to be paid for on the cross, and Jesus knew that, and so he offered them grace. And in the midst of our own selfishness and our own Moments of pride, Jesus offers himself to us, selflessly, humbly, to forgive us, to steer us in a new and a better direction. Philippians 2 talks about this, that Jesus lowered himself, he made himself nothing, he died on a cross, for you and for me. He didn't think of himself, but instead he humbled himself. He didn't think of himself, instead he thought of you, he thought of me. And I wonder in times of stress and anxiety um, how we do with that. How often we find ourselves in thinking about ourselves. Whereas I want to encourage us today to, to follow the lead of Jesus. To not think of ourselves but to think of each other. Hebrews 12 even talks about this. It says in Hebrews 12 that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Ironically, there was joy in the middle of the most selfless act in history, of Jesus going to the cross. 
for us. We can live for others. But more importantly, in the midst of our own moment, in the midst of our own season where things are hard, where things are causing us stress and anxiety, we can live for others. We can live selflessly. And it's good for us to do so. It can bring us joy in the middle of pain. And when others are selfish, selfish, and when others are making a moment about themselves, rightly or wrongly, let's show them grace like Jesus did at that Last Supper. Let's continue to think about others, to lift them up, to give generously, to live generously. Freely we've received, freely we should give. Give grace, give your time, give your attention, give your resource, give your prayers, give your love. It's good for me to be good to you. Especially in this season, I want to encourage you, where we're living by ourselves, where we're um, having times of isolation, we can just easily forget about the others in our own church community, the others in our wider community, that God would want us to deeply care about, deeply pray for. I want to encourage us to continue to live selflessly to enjoy the greatest life we ever could, as we do. Let me pray for you this morning. God, this morning I thank you that we can live the way that Jesus did, that we can live for others. We can live with this sense of selflessness, with humility, with generosity towards each other. God, I pray that you would help us to do that. It's better to give than to receive. And God, we thank you that you gave to us. We thank you that you gave us life, that you gave us hope, that you gave us grace. And God, we want to reciprocate that to you and towards others. So would you help us to be a generous church? Generous with our time, generous with our attention, generous with our love, generous with everything that you've given us. And God, we thank you that you will build us up, that you will draw us close to you as we do. Thank you for all this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us again this morning. Uh, whether you're watching this live or whether you're watching this back in another time, it's so great to have you again with us. And I pray that this week you would live selflessly. If you're watching this live and you're on uh, a device that can access Zoom, we encourage you to click the link in the, in the chat and join us for a, a bit of an after party and get to know some new people, see some old faces. It'd be great to see you there. Have a great week.